Hello guys and welcome back to TK Sports YouTube channel and other platforms that we upload our content. I'm here with Chris to give you a review of the Euro last 16. We've watched a lot of great matches, I'm sure you'd, uh, you'd agree. Like the, the emotions from highs and lows. Highs and lows. Lows especially for you, highs for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So Chris, once again, we, we have to talk about your team. I know this might be a bit hurtful than the last time because they hadn't played, but you lost to Poch uh, you lost to Belgium, I'm sorry. You, mm -hmm. you lost to Belgium. And I just want to ask why you think that happened, how it happened, and what maybe you guys could have done differently to make sure that you could have gone through versus Belgium. I think uh, the biggest thing for me was uh, Santos not realizing the best midfield you can use earlier. Because, I mean, by the time that he wanted to now play, you know, uh, Paulinho. You like uh, him? <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, yeah. like you know, the yeah. time he decided to play Paulinho, he decided to play, um, you know, Renato Sanchez. Yes. That you know, juggling takes a bit of time. So for me, Belgium was already. I mean, even from the last World Cup and everything, you could see that they the golden age is trying to you know he's trying to produce something. So in as much as you know, De Bruyne might could be now out injured, possibly you know, and everything. They were they were very they were very talented squad and I think that's where Portugal definitely fell short. We managed to you know put up a fight in the second half and everything, but I mean usually football when the form is not with you is really not with you. Yeah, and uh, there've also been calls. You know, I've been doing my investigative journalism <laughs> yeah. in 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 the Portugal area. There's a lot of calls for Fernando Santos maybe to to leave the national team now and maybe getting a new coach in there, you know, get someone maybe a, a bit younger, you know, to, to stay with these young kids who are coming through so that maybe that guy coaches them for, for a long time, maybe towards winning a tournament. I don't know. I want to get your, your feelings about that. Is it Fernando Santos' fault that you guys lost years to go or maybe with the World Cup so soon in 18 months, Cristiano Ronaldo probably still there. Do they still need to stick with the man that has brought some success to Portugal before? Um, the the best thing uh, that I'll say is managing the transition from the the older players, you know, into incorporating João Felix Jota, you know, Bernardo Silva, Renato Sanchez, Paulinha. That that transition needs, you know, a very good manager who can handle it. Mm, I'm so happy. Jose Mourinho went to went to Roma because I uh, for Portugal. I, I mean, remember that time yeah. the world talks that he was gonna go there, but for me, I don't think Mourinho was gonna do better than Santos was. <laughs> Probably more defensive, yeah. but um, I think now that Santos has, has probably uh, learned his lesson on which best method uh, to use when he calls up the squad next time, he might know how to gel them better. 
Okay, so maybe one more chance. You're definitely giving him the 2022 World Cup at least years to go there and give him one more shot. One more shot, but if I can be honest, if he fails to get that transition going by 2022, uh, he might have to have the exit off. Okay, mm. okay we've, uh, we've spoken very negatively about Portugal uh, <laughs> the first few minutes of the show. Please like and subscribe, by the way. Uh, but I, I also saw something in Portugal. That second half, Belgium barely did anything in that second half. Uh, Portugal did a lot of good things. Maybe didn't create as many clear-cut chances, but there were one or two chances where it it could have it, it could, could have. have maybe ju it, it's just that the net didn't want the ball yeah. <laughs> but yeah there was a bit of luck there involved with belgium as well portugal really played well i i don't know how you how would you uh, how how would you put it yourself but i thought you know if you're a champion if you're going to get eliminated from a tournament of course the last 16 you don't want to go out there in the last 16 maybe the semi-finals but if you have to go out i think this is the way to go out you know Showing some fight, you know, the fight, players yeah. try to push. You are, you agree with me when yeah, it comes no, to um, I definitely do, but if I can be honest, in as much as we were, let's say we, we were, say we were speaking negatively, we're not really speaking negatively, we're literally saying the facts as they are. So, going forward, yeah, we, the transition I'm talking about, we are trying to insinuate is, can the same squad that put up that fight then equalize and then score goals because we know football right now the result says one nil no one is gonna ask which team was better in the second half which team was better in the second in the yeah i mean for the purposes of this review we're obviously gonna state that but end of the day as a soccer fan we should be it should be portugal italy and not Belgium. okay so, yeah. what about in the spirit of blaming someone i i thought uh <laughs> Togan Hazard's goal was uh, wicked. Uh, maybe some people have said something about Patricio. I don't know if you want to play it that way as well. <laughs> um, as a goalie myself, uh, yes. I would not directly say if I was in that position, I was going to do better. But what I can say is maybe a bit of footwork come training for, footwork. For, for Patricio. You should, should definitely you know, take him along. Because now we'll look at Soma. You know, we had a fantastic save, you know, um, Bobby's save, uh, and also that uh, Switzerland game kept kept them in the game quite a few times. His footwork is, is very, very good, you know, it's very, very good for me. So, yeah, um, we'll obviously look back to his errors or to how good the shot was by the end of the day. He conceded on the out. The benefits of having a goalkeeper on the panel. <laughs> at least we get some expert analysis. Some expert you know, analysis. Yeah, so. when it comes to strikers, I think that will fall to me. I was a wicked striker back in my days when, when, when I played in primary school. No, no joking. <laughs> never played. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, but Belgium, uh, what can we say? I, I, I was impressed by the back three, Fetong and Vermalen and uh, Aldevaro. They looked quite solid, apart from the two or three times Portugal went behind them. Uh, I think Belgium are going to go very far in this tournament. That's what I'm just going to say. But maybe for injuries kdb hazard mm. how is that how big of an impact is that going to be moving forward because they leave the pitch free. okay kdb very early very hazard early. quite late a lot of uh, guys are criticizing the manager that you know is injury prone maybe just take him out a, a few minutes earlier maybe earlier, yeah. yeah um i don't know how much of an event that will be but definitely for for Hazard, you know, he's a bit in inconsistent, but when he did play, he was quite well. But they will, if KDB is not fit, they will definitely miss him. They will, they will 
they're going to definitely miss him. I hope they can find a way to, you know, uh, restructure that midfield so that they can get the balance they always have when KDB plays. But mm, they should be okay. They should be okay going okay. into the next fixture. Oh, yeah. Great. I think that's about it when it comes to Belgium and Portugal. Yeah, definitely. So, like, we're moving from sadness <laughs> to happiness. <laughs> the three lions. <laughs> no, no, I'll let you start on this one. What do you mm. think about the three lions? I would just maybe state two players for me. Yeah. Uh, Declan Rice and uh, Kevin Phillips. That that has to be the the pivot of your team for me. Um, those those two gents in the midfield, they have been doing a lot of hard work. You know, um, Declan Rice is keeping the basics. You know, uh, he's running when he needs to. Kevin Phillips is putting in a hard tackle when he needs to. So for me, those two have have really you know uh come to the party for for england then i'll move on maybe to sterling managed to quiet down a few criticisms yes you know. he's been criticized yeah he's yeah, been criticized <laughs> but what i would definitely say now is going to the next match and everything sterling cannot drop um you know the the uh the form kane looked a bit more involved uh against germany lovely diving here then in the back of the net so for me that should be a confidence booster and mm, oof germany i wouldn't know what really went wrong for them probably mula will rule that miss you know they will open goal you know pickford one-on-one um you should actually see like a clip you know when sterling celebrated that miss oh yeah that's when you <laughs> see that you know that miss was very very good. yeah it was one meal with them mm. at the time if germany was germany with the pressure that they were putting if they scored that goal they're definitely going for the win yeah so for me that that should be my best highlights of of the germany england game wow mm. and, and and for you i, I know you wanna say <laughs> you wanna preach you, you wanna uh, preach no if if I, I i could talk about england i think we'd go on all day i i was very happy <laughs> to start off with yeah because for me i think what it means to england of course germany are not as good as they used to be let's be very honest very but yeah. what it means to england is they've always you know under southgate it's always been beating your sweden's beating your czech republics beating your scotland's you know with some of those smaller teams we, we would dominate them not play well but would win we would always be in a percent to beat them but whenever it came to playing a team of any sort of maybe decent quality we always lost so i think maybe it's sort of a maybe growing uh of age and getting wiser when it comes to our manager guys because the players are good but we just didn't win because i thought it was because of the manager but maybe he's getting a bit, bit wiser and for anyone who's watching you know share with uh, everyone you know because definitely Gareth Southgate uh, watches this show please <laughs> quote for a, uh, for, for a change of tactics we changed the tactics and Kane became more involved he got a goal and can this be the spark that he needs uh, for the rest of the tournament you know when the games get bigger then he keeps giving us the goals that we know he can give us definitely uh for me in as much as Kane has had a slow start with this quality we know this probably these last three games if they do reach the final I hope they do. I mean, I I didn't I didn't buy this for for display. <laughs> and you still have to kiss it when when win the, <laughs> the, the the championship. Remember? <laughs> nah, uh, definitely. Um, I'm um in as much as I'm a Portugal fan, I, I I'm also I I have a bias. I could say towards England, England, you know. And um, for me, for them to 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 definitely make it to the final, would be a great achievement for them and for Southgate and for the Queen. Yeah, I think he's definitely kept his job. I I thought if he'd lost uh, this match, it was going to be bad. Nah, 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 it was going to be over because yeah. 
following criticisms uh, and everything if you if you then manage to to rise from that challenge where the whole world i mean a good i mean 3.8 billion viewers for the football world if that small fraction that is telling you to change something if you can probably not exactly listen but you know take some notes and then be able to change i think that will go a long way and it really did but I think it definitely he definitely listens to you. You tell him to change tactics, to change tactics. Yeah, yeah. And Jake Grealish came on, made a difference. You made know, a huge when things started happening um, for England. I remember that I think it was yesterday after you know we saw the game. Then you're like, how about you know we start with Grealish? Because for me, Saka has been played quite well, but for me, he has played the basic football that has allowed England to win. But come these last. This business end of the tournament, if we need, we need, you know, we need a, a, a little bit of intent. Saka, I don't, I don't trust you'll be the best, uh, you know, 1v1 uh, winger that I would want to have on my team. So, Sterling and Grealish probably should be the starters for the, for the, the on the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and I'm going to go off topic a bit here. Mm -hmm. You see, with, uh, as I was talking about Sterling, Grealish and Kane, you know, playing so well in tandem. The rumors where Sterling is the one who's gonna go to Tottenham to facilitate the Kane move. Is that gonna maybe change Pep's mind a little bit? That maybe if I get Sterling, Greenish, and Kane at City, it's gonna work as well as it's worked for England. I know it's a small sample size, yeah. it was 15 minutes. <laughs> is, is that maybe going to salvage Raheem Sterling's City career? Um, one thing that I do know about Pep or that, that we've noticed is by the time he shows that you're not really he's starting 11. He doesn't change his you mind. You will never be. You will never <laughs> you be. You won't get back. I remember Yaya Torre has to be one of the best players I've ever watched. But by the time that he was considered not to be good enough, you're, you're, not, you're no longer good enough. Yeah. And uh, you have players like Marius who are still there, you know, uh, Ford and all those people are going to be fighting for the place. So we'll see. Honestly speaking, yeah. you know, um, with the rumors and everything, with, with transfers, we can only know. Probably den deadline day or just before yeah. the window closes, but for now, um, Sterling, I don't think he is. He's got any future at City. He's got any future at City, but we'll, but we'll see. Right, we'll see exactly. Okay, speaking about a manager who saved his job, going to one who said bye bye, that was a, a loss uh, last game for Germany. Yeah. Hansi Flick is going to come in. What do you expect? Do you think maybe Hansi Flick? Is going to be able to change the fortunes for this German team because mm -hmm. he, he changed quite a, a lot at Bayern Munich, if you remember. Definitely. Um, the way I think it might be one of the same tactics, you know, probably, of course, we were saying if you're a manager and one of your tactics get, you know, um, figured out, figured out <laughs> researched, you, you might lose a couple games, but yeah. um, with, with a full set of German stars. I think Hansi Flick does does have a chance, but I think in as much as it could be a year from now, twenty twenty two is not. Is, I don't think it's that far. We'll definitely be giving another review on how well it did in those group stages <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> those knock on yeah. phases. If we, if Germany managed to escape the yeah. group stage this time around, because last time out they yeah. didn't make it out. So yeah. the life of a manager. The life of a manager, surely. Okay. So mm. still speaking about Germany, there was a time after that twin that same twenty eighteen World Cup they played so poorly. I think they were last in their group. Mm. Uh, then after the tournament, Jogi Love is all like, uh, "I want to get rid of the people who are making us lose." Yeah, 
Homos, Mula, Boateng, you never play for the national team again. That's it, it will never happen. Then they started losing a lot of games. He called them back, uh, Homos and Mula. Was it was it worth it now that they, they've still lost or was he just supposed to, you know, to, to die on his words or I don't know. We will now also talk about that uh, issue of uh, transition. Uh, a lot of the times when we now have these players coming back into the national squad, then they're playing. Are they coming with the mentality to have the national squad winning or are they considering themselves the, you know, the seniors of the team? You know, they have seniority, they can always be called back. Uh, they're the reasons why we can. They're the reason why they can, you know, uplift the team and stuff. So, at the end of the day, I would say it was just a failure of managing because if you select a couple of players not to join your national squad because um, you say you want to move on, because you say you want to move on, then at some point you call them back, but you're still on the same position. In from a major point of view. In terms of transitions, that was poor, well, quite poor for me. Yeah. So uh, I hope uh, I hope Hans Flick will come in with you know probably a different philosophy, different tactics, and he can gel that team because that that, that team is definitely star-studded. They have, if we look at it on the on the world stage, they they have a player in each position that can definitely do the job for them properly. Okay. So yeah. one last question before mm-hmm. we take a break. Is it coming on? <laughs> um I will I will joyfully sing the song in hope. In, in hope. I I have to say in hope. Okay, that's that's it guys. We're gonna take a quick break. Please remember to like, share and subscribe. And we'll see you in the next segment. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let's continue or something like that. Was this one was 18? to the second segment of the TNN show we are reviewing the last 16 of the Euros now we're going to a big upset I think it's the biggest upset of the round of course uh, France losing on penalties to Switzerland <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, 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 what you think about yeah because I predicted that Switzerland had no chance yeah, yeah. it was a bad prediction from my part but mm. why do a team as good as France even get to extra time or penalties with Switzerland I I have to be very open, you know, like about this. Every team that made it to the Euros this year were not there to participate. It's we I think the one thing that I can definitely give this 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 tournament this year is the hunger that every single person who traveled, you know, to those eleven different destinations, the the, the fight, you know. Um Switzerland, we need we need to give them huge credit, you know, very huge credit. In, in as much as France, we're not at their best, if I can be honest. But for me, Switzerland showed you know a lot of character, you know, um, to go one nil up, you know, then two one down, then to go then to go two goals behind, then to recover from that. That was quite f- fantastic from them for me. 
But still, I just don't mm. understand. I still don't understand why it happens mm. because if you look at how Switzerland was so poor in the group stages, I think they only beat Turkey because Turkey were poorer than them. <laughs> they they look so poor. I just yeah. thought they had no future against this France team. What happens? How? How? I'm still gobsmacked for the lack of a better word. Mm. I think the the big players for France did not turn up. You know, did not turn up. Uh, Benzema did quite well for me. You know, two goals. I. For that game, for me, he, he, he tried, even the unconventional finish that he put, you know, touch from behind, you know, perfect lob over the keeper with his left foot. But for me, the amount of chances that Mbappe got, if he buries those chances, France have a way better chance, you know, of, of going through to the next round. But the moment that you miss those chances, the moment that you clip the bar, you know, Coleman is clipping the bar a couple, uh, couple of times, uh, Mbappe is wilding at the ball, you know, he's lashing it high and wide and this is a good these are the last 10 minutes uh, of the match all that gave Switzerland was his momentum and hope and, and, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of hope um, come the come extra time I think for me they worked extremely hard just to make that they can go for penalties and if you notice Shaka's body language come penalties, he he had that belief of, you know, this could be ours because, l let's face it, um, Tristan missed a penalty. Um, they miss Seferovic, misses a couple, I think about two good chances, good you chances. know, as well. Face value, let's look at the game from the time that it started to the time that it finished. Honestly speaking, on all those transitions, the team that definitely deserved to win. Was it was Switzerland. It was Switzerland. Yeah, uh, I think it's actually lucky France get to penalties. France, for them, you know, um, Switzerland were a bit rattled, you know, when they conceded. Now it's 1 1, then 2 1, you know, the bit rattled, went into their shells. But credit to the captain for, for showing character and uh, making sure that his boys could continue with the fight for the game. Yeah, so one yeah. thing I also want us to address is the group stages because a lot of times it's, ah, the group stages doesn't matter as long as you qualify. Because uh, you look at the way France performed in that group. Yes, they dropped that group, but they weren't particularly very no, no, good. No, 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 and not. maybe we gave them a lot of excuses because we said their group was difficult and so on and so on. But apart maybe from the Germany game where they win, but even, even when they win, Germany had a couple moments where you thought they could get back to, in, into that game. They weren't really convincing the whole tournament. And you look at a guy like Mbappe. Mm. I know he's too young. I don't want to bash him because he's too, yeah. too young. But the expectations, because of the talent that he's got, he didn't give quite enough when he came to this tournament. Um, quite enough is, I think, one is the wrong way. Two, uh, <laughs> it was nowhere close. It was yeah. nowhere close. Um, his performances weekly you know when we look at um you know uh the league one and everything that, yeah. that that's if he, if he still wants to play in the league one um he was brilliant you know for, for psg you know not just they did, uh, lose out on the on the league and everything for me it was it was just it was just poor it was just poor from the young man um come the next tournament come you know all other areas of his fo footballing career, I think he just needs to improve from the performances that he put in there. If you're gonna be rated as one of the top young players in you know in the world, the performances he showed at these Euros were were not it. 
we're definitely not in yours far off his pace um you know um the one time that we probably saw like some brilliance was that curl against Jimmy that was Caro for offside, you know, and she's offside, you know. Yeah, that, really so. Those are other things that yeah. you know you have to look at in someone's game. But um without without shame, France definitely deserve to go back to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but we've given you a chance to bash all the players who did uh, made mistakes, who made everything wrong. But is it also time to look at the manager? Is it maybe Deschamps' fault as well? Does he need to you know, quit while we're still ahead and give this France national team to someone else or just because, you know, as I've said before with Fernando Santos, prior success, does that shield you to give you maybe one or two more chances with this team? Because they've got quality. I think uh, Deschamps probably, it could be the same, you know, probably one more chance. Uh, but for me, where he definitely got it wrong was really... There is no real transition that's happening in the front squad. You know, they've had that squad for, for a couple of years now. You know, uh, Benzema, of course, coming in and he hasn't shown that he doesn't fit in the squad. But everyone else around him, maybe his Mandio tactics to go with three at the back. For me, they he got it a bit. Yes, why did he change it when he's always he been playing it? with a four? And, you know, and Lengle hasn't played any, you know, any real games. Uh, he, he's a bit... He was a bit off. He didn't look uh, too sharp. That head against uh, Severovich, that's 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 that was very weak for me. Yeah. You know, very but weak. Country so, is just call it classical language, isn't it? <laughs> what he does at Barcelona as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's something. So yeah, come this tournament, you really need to think about that. For me, um, the usual back four, you know, and everything, and Rabiot playing the midfield. You boys, you see, uh, second half when he did change it, and Rabiot was now uh, playing. Okay, he was on the wing for a bit, but. You know, he was now getting to the midfield a bit more and everything. Things got a bit better for them. So, I have to say that change of tactic was... He got it wrong. Uh, he, he definitely did uh, get it wrong. I, he might have tried to match the, you know, the, the certain formation. But truth is, France, when they have that four-two-three-one, they I think they play... They play fantastic football and that's international football for you eh? international mm -hmm. the money game is just one game then it's, you're out. it's definitely a money game yeah wow mm -hmm. so i think we, we can move on now yeah, we've basically on. covered everything france are out i'm so happy mm. i wanted them to go out because i just thought a lot of people rated them too high i, I didn't like that <laughs> at least they're out we go to croatia and spain and how wrong was i when it came to spain because i'm always against spain because i think they also have a lot of fans yeah dragon yeah. fans so i just don't like those type of teams so i just wanted them to play that slow boring football and get you know consider going go out <laughs> but it's like they're starting to get a bit of form five goals in the in the last group game five goals now versus croatia they've got their scoring boost on the gaining yeah. momentum at the right time uh definitely but if we look at that Spain Croatia game, for me, they leave they they left it too late, you know they left it too late. Um, Morata, um, you know I won't. No, I won't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't laugh. I know yeah. you supported him for a good one and a half years. To. You know he tried to. Yes. Um, he has been uh in heated you know comments with the social media and everything, but for me he showed a lot of character. You know, after missing a pain, you know, and everything, then managing to at least score. How many? How, how many was it? Two? Was it two or one? I think one. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was one. So it's it's a step in the right direction. But if Spain are definitely gonna 
uh, compete the way they competed like against Croatia. Morata needs to bag chances. That's yeah, I think because they created a lot of chances for him. Yeah, they definitely create a lot of chances. You know, um, uh, Busquets, uh, you know, uh, Koke, and uh, Fabian in, uh, in the midfield. Sorry, it's not Fabian. What's his name? Pedri. Pedri, exactly. Yeah. Pedri. Um, he, you know, Pedri is playing very well. You know, the the the, the Spanish midfield is do is bossing it. You for yeah. me and. The pockets that they pick, the pockets that they manage to open up for the squad, I think for me it'll be very essential for Marata to to put those chances away and make sure that he gives his chance, he gives his squad a very very big chance of going to the next stage, if I can say. Yeah. But if you remember when watching this game, it gets to extra time, the first of extra time, uh, Croatia get a couple of chances when it's still three three. They go for three up. That could be different. Uh, how funny football can be. How funny, definitely, definitely. So for Croatia, but is is this it? I think this is the end for Croatia because oh. Modric is just so old now. <laughs> Maybe twenty twenty two World Cup they'll be there, but I think they'll be there just to participate. Just, um, but yeah, I think th- this was as good as it got for Croatia. I will look at. I don't know. Is it because just generally, uh, Spain were passing games, so Croatia were chasing the ball a lot. But if you looked at the fatigue Croatia <laughs> had in, in extra time. time. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, mm, one thing that I didn't say was they were, they were nowhere close. The, the fuel was out. First touches were no longer there. Simple passes. They were literally losing each and every ball. Like, a five six yard pass someone could not even make it you know properly so for me mm, one they lost on fitness two uh that the generation the golden generation that really never had any okay they had success but we can't really call it success if you just you know get into the final or yeah. whatever we really need to win your tournaments and that squad that managed to reach the final i don't think the set of players are ever going to be able to reach any other top level it's another team that's in transition and needs to shuffle a couple things around. And new blood. <laughs> new blood. They yeah. definitely need new blood, yeah. Okay, so now we're just going to look at the rest of the matches quite quickly so that we'll finish off the show. Yeah. Uh, Italy and Austria. I was quite surprised that it actually got <laughs> extra time. I thought Italy were going to just, you know, during the 90, get it over. Yeah. Well done, yeah. yeah. Uh, as as you said, uh, you know, from the start, n- no team really came here to you know just to participate. They were here to to compete, you know, to to put in the challenge, uh, to fight. And Austria definitely, you know, gave it their best. But one thing I can definitely say is that Italian defense they're the back there watertight. They definitely watertight. Very um, true. After a good. 11 games in all competitions yeah. did, did they only concede and not in normal time only in extra time so do we give them an excuse of conceding because of fatigue, fatigue or yeah. something because even if you saw the goal that went in it's them relaxing thinking that okay we'll close the match and everything the entire really league, true, they, yeah. they considered a very for me uh the goal scorer did quite well but generally on if if, if they're gonna concede the goal like that and it's no more time and they're playing against a big team Though that that was very poor, that was quite poor from Italy. But um, looking at all other aspects for them, uh, they did quite well against Austria. You know, uh, Pessina and Keiza came on, um, showing that okay, the team does have depth and they could definitely fight. I think for me that was the difference. 
when when Mancini made those changes in extra oh, time. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. the Austria coach. I think he hadn't made any sub then. Definitely. Was it a case of maybe didn't trust his bench that he didn't even have the depth that he needed or what, or it was just poor management skills? <laughs> Because maybe, you know, that's where, that's where the difference is. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. where you earn your money as a coach. You make a good substitution and it works. We we'll start to rate you as a coach. You don't make any substitutions. You leave it too late, then you lose. Then, then you lose. Yeah. We start asking these questions. Would and we'll definitely ask. <laughs> so, yeah, I think for me, that was the difference yeah. between Italy and Australia. Yeah. Denmark and Wales, 4-0 to Denmark. I, didn't, I thought Denmark were going to win, but I didn't expect it to be by this margin. To be by this margin. Um, we have to... I don't know if it in football sense it makes sense, but we have to give full credit to their the passion they have for Christian Eriksen. You know, um, yeah. I I guess the only dream they have is to collect. You know, I was saying the other day, number ten shirts from every, <laughs> all the teams, all the <laughs> teams, ever since that day, all the teams. You know, to the get yeah. to the final with the trophy and then deliver that at Christian Eriksen's yeah. house. And I think that fuel for me is driving them. They, they they are showing if other teams are not careful. Wow. If yeah. other teams are not okay, careful, Denmark will Because if I look at the chances that they took, they, they didn't score easy goals. They scored class goals. Kasper you know, Dorberg. They, they are Kasper Dorberg. He did so well. Head down, yeah. he's struck into the ball. <laughs> he's, he, yeah. You know, he's rippling the net. And if they're going to get into the next tournament, sorry, into the next uh, game, next round, um, you know, uh, they're facing the Czech. Czech. Yeah. I think they still win, yeah. That drive should, should definitely have them going far. Yeah, so uh, welcome to Denmark. Uh, you could not take anything away from them from that game. They were top class from the moment the game started to the moment the game finishes and then the manager, you know, brings in uh, the troll striker, I actually didn't catch his name. Exactly. Uh, Cornelius, I think it's Cornelius. Cornelius yeah. There you go, you know, lengthy, you know, strong striker. And he came on and he did the job for for Denmark. So, if I can be honest, they have a, they have a decent chance against the Czech and we'll see how it goes. Funny fact uh, is if Denmark win it this year, it's actually their second time winning it. And the, the <laughs> first time they won it, they didn't even qualify for the tournament. <laughs> I think that's like Leicester times too, Leicester on levels. Leicester. <laughs> okay, yeah. the Dutch and the Czech Republic. Uh, we've already spoken a bit about the Czech Republic. Mm. I'm not, I, I want to say I'm disappointed, but at the same time, I'm not disappointed because I didn't expect that, uh, you know, a lot of people were thinking that the Netherlands were good. Yeah. I didn't think they were that good to begin with. If I can be honest, yeah. Um... I actually don't have words for them, but all I know is them exiting the tournament was, you know, when a team leaves, let's say when France, yeah. you know, like exited the tournament, everyone was just like, wow. But wow. when the Netherlands lost, people were just like, yeah. did definitely deserve to go through. Yeah. So, And the so. Netherlands didn't even get a shot on, on target that game. They were just so poor. Isn't that another team that's going in transition? Yeah, they've been in transition for six years yeah. now. They can't get it right. They, <laughs> yeah, like you know. So um, um, I'm just happy that one thing that didn't make happen is every team that's you know in the knockout stages right now they deserve to be there. They worked hard to yeah. be there. It's a fight. And, um, if you have lost to a smaller team or to a, to an underdog, 
it's not a case of your quality was off or anything, but it's just because the fight from the other team was yeah. just was just greater and the check have been showing that I mean game in, game out, Patrick Schick is is fighting. He took a penalty with blood running through his nose. <laughs> No, you know I always yeah. tell you, you know, I, I, I don't like players who were soft, who, who were soft, you know, too much in, in, in their emotions and, and everything. You should just, you know, put the ball in the back of the net and then, you know, celebrate in front of the fans with respect, of course, you know, no racism always, yeah. you know. Um, hammer on the facts in, in the much as other provinces don't really respect it, but, you know, um, that that's about it. Yeah, yeah. finally, Sweden and Ukraine. Ukraine mm-hmm. too. But you know, first back, I remember the the game last night. Hit the bar a couple of times. A couple of times, you know. Um, mm. How unlike can it be? I think we definitely have to speak about the red card. <laughs> it's controversial and not controversial at the same time. Uh, at oh, the same time, okay. but um, so what can be done? Is the rule correct, or maybe FIFA and IFAB, whoever make the rules, can make it a little better? Because. I, I, I know it's a red card, but I, I sympathize with that guy. Mm. So I don't know what you think. Can they do anything about the rule, or the rule is perfect? Um, one thing that I would definitely say is players now need to be more emotionally intelligent when it comes to challenges. You know, like um, we have been seeing this for 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 many years. You know, at some point we were saying is it deliberate? Is it not? Was the intent? But dangerous play. It's should dangerous be, play. Should be dangerous play. Foul play should be foul play. Even that thing of what is it a penalty in the box? Is it a free kick on any other area uh, of the pitch? If it's a foul, then definitely you know it should it, be a foul. Then it should be a foul. So if I manage to let's say get the ball, you know, and um, my two feet are off the ground and everything, if I get the ball cleanly with my stats down, then it's okay. There's no there's no you know problem with that. But yesterday. He went high up onto his knee and could have broken his neck. And it was literally his, you know, his ACL is it, it'll break. It'll definitely break. Yeah, because I remember it to come off straight after that. After yeah, that to come off yeah. straight after that. And you know, without without your knee football, you can never play it. So dangerous play should just be dangerous play. And for me, um referees obviously just take an eye for that. I remember even the German England game. You know, Phillips came in a bit hard on uh, on uh, Tony Cruz, went over the ball, went directly onto his shin, and rightly so, the referee puts a little card because that's the the challenge is as you won the ball, it was reckless. It was reckless. So if you if you take the ball and you also take the man, but you take the man beyond the rules of the game, then it has to be a foul. And I have a red card on your You just had to put Kelvin Phillips and England in. <laughs> Are we being fair now? <laughs> no. Um, and you just want to take away from my team. Ah, no, Chris, don't be jealous. Actually, it, no, no jealousy. <laughs> if I can be honest, <laughs> for the yeah. window, I actually hope, you know, man, you can do some business with Leeds. Okay, yeah. Talk to Pills. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great, yeah, you know, he's a great uh, kid. I mean, they can, he can come to United, he's a great kid, but I'm sorry, it's the closest example I had. <laughs> so, yeah, but at the same time, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning Phillips is because He's a lad I like, but at the same time, I uh, when as soon as I saw that challenge, I literally shouted out yellow card out by myself. I was in the game, you know, but I literally shouted out yellow card because there's no way you can drop go on top of the ball like that and then crash into someone's shit. Okay, no, yeah. it's understandable. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you guys for watching our show. It's been a pleasure to have you here with us.
we enjoy talking about football so much i enjoy so his much. insight it corrects me a little bit when he when he starts saying things about england maybe he makes it he makes me see it objectively <laughs> so guys just remember to like share and subscribe you know so that we grow this channel and we just keep giving you more and more content on football and i think i'll tell you this the more you watch this channel the more interesting chris gets he gets interesting and interesting day by day, day that's by how we're day, gonna surely. do so yeah that's great goodbye thank you very much for having us Ah, that's wrong. Oh, that's right.